because it's time for Nerdy for 30's Christmas special. This is, of course, the Yay. podcast where we talk about nerdyish things for 30-ish minutes. But today is Christmas Day. And you know what that means, you fucking Scrooges? That means that our pal Matt Strickland is back to do what we do every Christmas. Talk about Die Hard. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Hell yeah. I hear those sleigh bells ringling, a ding, ding, dingling. I am so happy to be here. Happy to talk Die Hard as always. What is, is this our fourth year? So this is third for me, but you and Tim talked about Die Hard for (laughs) Christmas the year before. Right, right. This is the fourth annual Die Hard pod in theory. And since we've done four and three on this pod, then we decided to mix it up a little bit because usually we just sit down. We talk about the movie. There's enough meat on that bone. But there is a real heated debate around Die Hard in general, which is, is it a Christmas movie? Now, I think all of us believe in our heart of hearts that it truly is a Christmas movie. But for the skeptics, we've decided to get together. We're all brainstorming our own pitches for Die Hard and how we can make it more of a Christmas movie, like really pander to those Christmas haters, to those cringes at home that don't think Die Hard falls into that category. So uh, we're just going to go around the horn, pitch your ideas. We'll talk about them and we'll see if we can make this movie even more Christmassy. How does yeah, that it's, sound? It's, it's, it's a brain exercise because yeah. like Tim said, we do all believe this is a Christmas movie. I think mm-hmm. the debate is silly, but you know, we got to for content, you know? So it's for the content. It's for the content. So just because we're doing this, I don't want it. I don't want it trending out there that I don't think it's a Christmas movie. I don't want the the, the forums going nuts. <laughs> yeah, we're just trying to softball this for the audiences. This is the this is how do we make this a Christmas movie that's clear to the lowest common denominators out there. And I'm currently starting or I'm current. Well, I, there we go. I was going to say I'm currently talking. So are you guys cool if I just dive into it? Yeah, anyway. go for it. All right. Here's my pitch. This is the first thing I think we could do to make it abundantly clear to everyone that this is a Christmas movie. Give Die Hard a score from John Williams. Mm. It's the kind of thing where people watch the Harry Potter movies at Christmas time because they sound so much like Christmas movies. John Williams just has that touch. And I think he could really bring this home. Wow, that is a really good idea. I mean, it does already start with sleigh bells, and I feel like, but then, yeah, yeah, it goes into sort of more of a traditional action movie score. What would you think, what would, give me some examples of scenes that would be elevated by a John Williams score, and how would, how would it sound? Oh my God, let's see. The one, the first one that came to mind is the meeting with the goddess in the Joseph Campbell sense, where he's in that bathroom and he's picking glass out of his feet. I'm looking for a children's choir singing while John McClane tears up and pulls pieces of glass. And he's not tearing up from the pain and the blood of these shards of glass that we see. He's tearing up because he's talking about his wife to Reginald Bell Johnson. He realizes it might be the last time. So I'm thinking something along the lines of like, oh, whoa, really good. Wow, that was incredible. That was We're incredible, gonna, Kevin. Tim and Post, if you can just like put a AI filter on that that makes it 20 children, that'd be a great. Chorus effect. <laughs> you know, if that did remind me of that, that those moments in both 
uh, Home Alone 1 and 2, which yes. I think those are John Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Those moments like right before in both of them, because they're basically this exact same movie where he's like, he has like a little uh, emotional moment before he goes back to his house or the other house to set up all the traps, you know, and it's like Christmas time, whatever, you know, and it's <laughs> yes, like he's like, yes, please. These like these guys aren't going to steal Christmas from me. It's like that was that moment right there. <laughs> Wonderful. OK, that's a great one. Hell yeah. Should I pitch? Should I pitch one next? Yeah, yeah go. It, Tim. This is a really basic one. Very simple. We barely have to change anything. Let's just put Ellis in a Santa costume the whole time. <laughs> wow. That's Real simple. Perfect. It fits with his character. He's like a Scroogey guy. He's trying to get women to sit on his lap. And then he goes in there <laughs> and he's like talking to Gruber. He's drinking a Coke, which we all know Santa loves Coca-Cola. And then he gets his brain, brains blown out. And uh, I think it would be beautiful Christmas imagery. You know, it'd be, you know, the attack of on Santa, the attack on Christmas. Hans Gruber establishes himself as a real threat by taking out Santa. Wow, that's perfect too. Because this. there's always a horny Santa guy yes. at the at the <laughs> office Christmas party. You know, there's always one dude, like you said, who's just like sit on my lap, intern, and that would be Ellis. That's perfect. Oh, it's him to a T. Ellis probably already has a costume ready from going to SantaCon every year. He's just espousing <laughs> how great it is to everybody the entire time. This is like a bad Santa caliber costume too, right? It's like a <laughs> shitty Santa costume. Yeah, like his yeah. like the beards hanging like well off of his chin, and it's like oh. like what wispy. It's wispy, and he keeps pulling it down like it's on a string. He keeps pulling it down to try and make trying to kiss girls and stuff, trying to be a real horn dog, and then the beard snaps back up. Yeah, there should be mistletoe at the party. This is like a, a, a jump, like a yes, including in yours, but yeah, piggybacking off of yours is yeah, Ellis in the. Is is carrying around mistletoe that he keeps putting over his oh, head, yeah. you know, and he's yes. in the Santa with the mistletoe. Great little. And yeah, the rest of the movie basically can stay the same. <laughs> An easy wonderful. fix. An easy fix that makes it undeniably a Christmas movie. Matt, you a got co- one for us? A couple of mine are similar, whereas like I want to start with ones that basically... Uh, the movie can stay mostly the same and then we'll ratchet it up to get more and more Christmas and it'll get it'll get more, further away from Die Hard. But my first one is the guy who's the terrorist who takes the front desk position, who looks like Huey Lewis. <laughs> he is watching, uh, you know, a, fo- a football game and he's like, God damn it. I got 20 bucks on them guys. Instead of watching a football game, he is watching uh, the animated Grinch, you know, and it sort of ties in to like them being Grinches trying to steal Christmas. And he is he's just watching a very one of the Christmas classics. And instead of saying, oh, boy, I, I got 20 bucks on this game. He, instead of that, he's saying like, oh, God, I hope the Grinch doesn't steal this Christmas. You know, I got 20 bucks on that Christmas. <laughs> I got 20 bucks on that Grinch. 
I thought you were going to say he's watching uh, like the NBA Christmas Day special or whatever. I'm not sure that was around in the 80s, but yeah, he could be watching that. He could be watching, um, you know, a taped version of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which sort of ties it into the whole holiday season. But maybe that's going too far away from Christmas. I don't know. I'm thinking... I think the Grinch is a good one because it also like it just ties them a little closer to the Grinches that we know they are. I love it the does. idea of this guy's watching a taped Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Like, yeah, I really got to get caught up on the Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. Day Parade. <laughs> he didn't miss all parades. the floats, you know? <laughs> so that's yeah. my first one. Just just a simple change of what he's yes. watching on the television. And then you know what? We could have the have a little bit of like while they're doing some nefarious shit upstairs, he's watching it when the song comes in. You know what I mean? When uh, Mr. Grinch, and then it's like the song goes from like diegetic to score. So it starts out from the TV and it's a little, you know, like high, just the high end, and then it like goes big and loud and EQ'd, right? For the for the score and that could be a nice you know and then it cuts upstairs and Hans Gruber's like mean one Mr. Grinch and he's pulling out Ellis's dead body or something you know I feel like there's <laughs> yeah. there's opportunities can we get that you're a mean one Mr. Grinch with Hans Gruber incredible yeah. yes god damn yes it. I love it they could just cut back to the Grinch you know like sporadically throughout you know Hans Gruber big on. smile cuts to the Grinch big smile you know oh <laughs> Also establishes a time frame. Mm-hmm. We know this whole thing took place in less than 30 minutes. It's a short one. That's a short the Grinch one. Is, but I think Grinch yeah. is a long, short movie. Yeah, yeah, well, we don't know how many times he's watching it in a row. Can it's true. It, he can yeah. say like, yeah, they got that goddamn Grinch marathon on again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a Christmas story, but it's just every 30 minutes the Grinch repeats. Or maybe, you know, maybe it's he every time it cuts back to him, he's watching a different classic uh, animated Christmas classic that is uh, that is mirroring what's happening in the plot. So it's like the Grinch stealing stuff when they're stealing stuff upstairs. Maybe it's a Charlie Brown uh, dying when people are dying upstairs. I don't know what happens in Charlie Brown. I haven't seen Rudolph. Rudolph. Remember the stop Asian Rudolph where they tricked the bumble into falling down the hill? Yeah. Oh, they could just time that yeah. with him falling off. <laughs> John exactly. McClane or somebody falling off of something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Falling down the the, the uh, uh, elevator shaft. Yes, falling down the elevator shaft, and it's the bumble. <laughs> Bumbles yeah, bounce. And it's you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like Yukon Cornelius. I mean, there's just a lot of like ways it can like tie into the to the story. But then the like the core, you know, the core of the movie stays pretty much the same. I That's think beautiful. That. I think I like there's. I'll I'll pitch the first actual change to the core of the story, then. Get us going on that track. So I think John McClane should be coming to this Christmas party with the idea that he's going to give a gift to his wife and that's going to reconcile them. And I think it should be a bad gift. I think it should be a gift where maybe, you know, it's something that he thinks is going to be a slam dunk. Maybe it's like a memento from their first date that he is now turned into an ornament. And the whole time, not only is John McClane trying to protect his own body you know he's shoeless out there he's sockless out there but he's also trying to protect this tiny little fragile ornament the whole time 
So then, he has it on his person the whole time. He's got it on his person because he never he can't leave it in Holly's office because she might find it. So he's got to slip it back into his pocket. And the whole time we're now worried about whether like maybe it's like one of those Greek coffee cups, like the New York Greek coffee cups. And he's thinking like, it's get a reminder in New York. Right. Uh, <laughs> and like he can be kind of checking on it. Like he goes through a bad fall and he's like, ah, my back. And then he rolls over and he looks at it. And he's like, Oh, thank God. It's okay. Right. It's, or it's a piece of, of New York cheesecake. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just a full piece of junior's cheesecake. Yeah. It's like, she needs the taste back in her mouth. The taste of New oh York. <laughs> I got to get this thing to a fridge. <laughs> yeah. And it's like melting throughout and it's, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, gotta man, give her a taste of New York there. before I give her a taste of New York. Yeah, <laughs> boom. So Tim, is that your? Uh, is that's your pick? Is that he's a real New York scumbag? Yeah. yeah, I think I think we just maintain the character that exists, a New York scumbag, and just uh, crank it up a little bit. You know, just turn up the the you know the New York scumbag having people calling people schmuckos. Listen up, <laughs> yeah, schmucko. Hey, schmucko, I'm walking here. Is it is it funnier if he has the same thing the whole time? Or I was also picturing maybe he he has an ornament that's really fragile. And then because of Hans Gruber, it breaks. And then the rest of the movie, he's finding a new gift and then protecting it. And then that one gets destroyed. And you're also changing it it to being a comedy. (laughs) He's he's just it's just a little bit of humor, just a little bit of humor. He ends up, you know, he's he's picking, you know, glass out of his feet and he sees. Uh, a, a, like a coffee mug from somebody's or desk. One, a, a piece of glass that is just so happens to be shaped exactly <laughs> like the Chrysler building. Yeah. <laughs> we take a couple minutes out for him to make like a uh, wind chime with all the, yeah. the bloody pieces of glass he's pulled out of his feet. And the light hits it just right. And it's mm. red, uh, you know, red refracting light. It's very Christmassy. I love it. <laughs> but every time it breaks, he's stepping on it. He's got more shit in his feet. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this is a, this is an idea. <laughs> this is an All idea right. for sure. Um, I think I don't know if this is a, as big a story one yet, but he repel. I mean, the one of the big scenes, maybe the biggest scene in this is the roof explodes and he repels over the side holding on to a hose. Right. Let's replace that hose with Christmas lights. Tim, I had that one too. <laughs> That's a great one. Easy fix. Easy fix. I'm also picturing somehow the explosion destroys. Maybe there's like, maybe they made a giant Christmas tree like at the top mm. of this thing, but it's indoors. And then the explosion like blows the top off the building and exposes this giant Christmas tree. And then when he pulls on the lights, <laughs> It like actually turns on all the lights on the Christmas tree. So there's a fiery explosion and it leaves behind a giant lit up Christmas tree. And then wow. he jumps off and maybe it pulls. It's like beautiful for a second. And then it starts to unravel from the tree as he like goes falling over the side and swings into the building. That's great. Cause you can, I can literally hear like him sliding down. And as he's sliding down, the lights on the, the street yes. are popping and it's like pop, 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 and they're like spraying uh sort of sparks you know colored sparks and it's this really visually dynamic uh yes. scene really nice really good amazing <laughs> i think it could could be beautiful could be a real beautiful christmas moment kevin mm-hmm. how's that did you have anything to add to that 
No, I dig it. I'm I'm fully on board. I love I love the idea of the roof getting blown off this place to expose a Christmas tree. I gotta yeah. imagine maybe like something happens with the cooling system when the explosion happens too. So it's raining snow for the first time in LA. <laughs> snow wow. falls as John McClain does. Asbestos. <laughs> yeah, just straight up asbestos. <laughs> Um, which uh, here's a, here's a good film fact in uh, old movies. They did used to use asbestos as a prop snow. Mm. So, and that's I what in the, in the end of white Christmas, Bing Crosby opens the door to the barn and there's all this snow falling. That is uh, pure asbestos. Oh my God. Pure Colombian asbestos. <laughs> uh, Can't get stuff like that in the States anymore. So my next one is, uh, is, is again, it's like not a huge change, um, but a classic scene of the film. He kills Carl's brother, sends him down in the elevator and writes on his sweatshirt. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. So I would just like to piggyback off of that. Um, and just every time he kills someone, he writes a different Christmas message on their yes. clothes. Oh, so it's now risen. I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Yes. <laughs> he is. If he, it maybe, yeah, maybe he sends, well, he is risen. That's more of an Easter message, I guess. Right. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's, but it's just like a Christmas, um, a Christmas message on every, I can't think of a single one at this particular moment, but yeah. You what know. about jingle bells? The guy gets hung by the chain and he writes the stockings were hung by the chimney with care. Right. Yes. Yeah. Creatures are not stirring anymore. You know, there we go. <laughs> Just a lot of, yeah. Uh, on, uh, on schmucko on Blitzen on schmucko <laughs> as he's like killing people, you know? So I think, yeah, just just little things like that. Most of the movie's the same, but he just adds a little bit of more Christmas flair with every death. I love it. That's same. a good one. Huge. Easy. Fan. Yeah, it's, easy. Should be done. I mean, you could honestly, we could do that digitally. We could do that now. That's <laughs> one we could legit add. A lot of these we could add in post, I think. <laughs> yeah. With Chad JPT, we're going to be able to cut this thing in like five years. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Just put Ellis in a Santa suit. Well, I got another Ellis pitch. Great. Okay. I'm interested to hear what you think. I don't think this is incompatible with Tim's Ellis pitch, but we'll see what you think. Go with me on this. Ellis, we rename him Scott Calvin. He's played by Tim him. Allen. And we reveal that the Christmas party is the exact same Christmas party from the beginning of the Santa Claus. Wow. So how would that work? Would Ellis survive or is this like a multiverse situation? Does Ellis be, does Scott Calvin as Ellis become Santa Claus? I think, or does no he never make it home? Never makes it home. Charlie, you know, <laughs> his only father now is judge Reinhold and judge Reinhold's not becoming, or maybe he does. Wow. Maybe judge Reinhold becomes Santa Claus in this universe. Wow. That would have been a nice twist. Okay. I mean, it also, could just be a, a walkthrough. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, they don't need to be the same guy. They could just coexist in the same. They could just be the same party and the same stuff happens. You know, like while Hans Gruber's like holding everyone at gunpoint, like some some people are in the office telling Calvin he needs to lose some weight. <laughs> they're like with right. equal levity. <laughs> they're both happening simultaneously. And you know how in the Santa Claus, if it earlier in the film, there's all these elves, 
You know this? You've oh, seen yeah, this on TikTok? Hidden. There's yeah. like little Easter eggs of elves as if to imply that Scott Calvin was always meant to become Santa Claus and the elves are there preparing and making sure it's happened. We could have elves in Die Hard in the backgrounds, little Easter egg elves. So maybe one of the terrorists can be elves. Oh, I love that. Maybe the terrorists are elves. Deep cover. Yeah, maybe. maybe elves aren't good. Maybe they're evil elves. <laughs> maybe they're 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 from the dark world. <laughs> oh, Thor two deep cut there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dark world elves. Yeah, dark <laughs> uh, dark elves. I don't know. I just you know we could we could add some elves in there. So this is just you know I'm just throwing like this it. idea out there. Elves yeah. with attitude. Elves with attitude. I think this is a great crossover at the very least. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. You know that thing where uh, at the end of Saint Elsewhere, it turned out it was all in the the little boy, the little autistic boy's mind. He's staring into a snow globe and he imagined the entire TV show. Mm-hmm. I've never seen the the show, but this is like a very famous finale because everyone was like, what the heck? Like the whole show was just a dream of this little boy. But then it turns out because of television crossovers, there's all this talk about how many different TV shows actually happened in this little boy's mind because of like characters jumping, you know, and, and then in the law and order universe, there's a, anyway, it expands and like most television shows are in this little boy's mind. That is all to say our most Christmas films do they all take place in the same universe? I think so. Like, could so. could could uh, some of Hans Gruber's guys have served time with the Sticky Bandits? You know, maybe they, were, <laughs> they knew each other in prison. Um, they team up with the Sticky Bandits. Wow. You just see faucets yeah. running like throughout the tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, one, they could <laughs> climb up the with their sticky hands. They could climb up the elevator shaft, you know, like Tom Cruise does in uh, Ghost Protocol. You know, there's oh there's God. a lot we could fold in. Uh, maybe on one of the floors of the big building is the book publishing house where Buddy the Elf's James Conn yes. lives. Wow. You know, maybe this is all or, you know, it's all it could all be part of the same uh christmas the ccu you know in the santa claus doesn't santa give his son a snow globe yeah that he shakes to summon santa let's make the inside of that snow globe nakatomi plaza Mm, and then we could just disappear into that world for a while and maybe the you know when there's the explosion that reveals the Christmas tree, because all of these things are happening at the same time, maybe then there's just a scene in Santa Claus where the snow globe like falls off a table <laughs> just because and that's what it shook so violently that it like right. falls, it ends up on the floor. Just a little and nod, just a little nod. There's no reason I should know this, but in the Santa Claus three, the escape clause, uh, all of the Santa Clauses uh, throughout history have their own snow globes in this secret chamber beneath the North Pole. And maybe each one of those snow globes, that is the universe contained within of a different Christmas film. Wow. That could work. That's amazing. That could work. Are you guys watching the Santa Claus TV show on Disney Plus? I didn't know there was a TV show. It seems, it seems bad. It? Yeah, he's it. They're bringing back. They brought back everybody. They're running it back. I think it's like more of a conservative slant. So there's like a an arc where like the elves tried to unionize and he busts it. That's good. I mean, the, <laughs> the Santa Claus has been too too socialist for too long. We need these yes. kids. These kids need to work for their presents. They shouldn't just be given them. 
Mm. You know, no kids handouts. are soft. I like. I really. I like that. There's a, a right wing Santa. Um, no, okay. let me tell you this. No elves want to work anymore. No elves want to work. <laughs> These elves just don't want to work. Mm-mm, Something about won't. 120 hours a week. Just uh, they're just phoning it in now. Uh, yeah. Okay, I've got a pitch. I've got another like pretty tiny pitch, right? For this, hit it. So you know they're trying to rob the safe. A big part of the 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 plot for the bad guys is that they can't crack the safe. They're yes. desperate. How do we do this? How do we get in? Well, Hans Gruber has a plan to catch the greatest B and E artist of all time breaking and entering. Who does it better than anybody else? Old Saint Nick. Wow. During the heist, Hans Gruber lays a trap. This would have to occur on Christmas, but he lays a trap to catch the Santa Claus and use his magical abilities to break into the vault to get access to the what is he? He's got like the bonds or whatever, like the paper, the bear bonds, the bear bonds. So he uses Santa and he and so there's going to be some torture of Santa like he smacks oh, Santa yeah. around and then convinces Santa to use his Christmas magic to break into the safe and pull out the bear bonds. He and eats, I, he eats <laughs> Santa's Christmas cookies right in front of Santa as a, as a form of torture. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, mm, these are so good, Santa. And Santa's like, no, no, those are my cookies. You know? He just starts killing reindeer in front of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's serving on Dasher steaks, venison, on Prancer. No, oh my God. no What's more. Oh, 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 oh. Not Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Red nose, more like red space where his head used to be. <laughs> oh, my God. We could have it could be one of those situations where it's like, looks like another one of your reindeer has a red nose. And it's like the bead from a sniper rifle. Oh, <laughs> really good. So I think then this introduces Santa into the story. And this is where I, I think my idea went a little off off the ledge a little bit. So this so now he's like trying to get his wife back at the end and there's the shootout and he reaches to grab her. Let's just throw Santa in there. He's trying to save his wife and Santa. And you know what? Maybe when the wife doesn't fall, the wife's fine. And then he just has to hang out the window to grab Santa and save Santa's life. (laughs) And can this, can we work in somehow where he stabs he or Santa stabs one of the terrorists with a reindeer antler? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe, or maybe like just Santa, the whole reindeer. Santa has been like traumatized so much. He's like holding one of the bloodied antlers the whole movie. And he's like, I can't believe like my beautiful best friends have, have been murdered. And he's traumatizing. And John McClane grabs the antler and like shoves it in a the neck of Hans Gruber. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And that's yeah, what makes him that. fall. You know, he doesn't he doesn't shoot him. He, he gets a Rudolph antler to the throat. Yeah, I cool. think that's top tier. And then I also I also wrote down and maybe, now I'm embarrassed maybe one, to say this, maybe but. like just before we move off of this idea, maybe one terrorist leaves and he gets away. Right. Maybe Theo doesn't get punched by Argyle. Maybe Theo gets away and he has a thing of bear bonds and he's like, oh, my God, he's almost at the plane. He opens the briefcase of bear bonds. It's full of coal. 
Oh, and then you see Santa's silhouette like pass over him like Batman in Gotham. (laughs) Like you just see the outline of Santa and he's riding like the one reindeer he's got left. And then he just marks this guy in an alley. That'd be sweet. I also wrote down uh, he saves Santa. Then the two of them make out. uh, But his wife can't be mad about it because Santa is his hall pass. Sure. I like it. I like introducing a little bit of bisexuality into, you know, the sort of uh, man centric masculine yeah. action movies of the 80s. They were very homoerotic anyway. So I just like let's let's break through that glass ceiling and. I let's like seal it. the deal. I also like let's the idea of a magical creature being the hall pass. Text. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's pretty similar to my hall pass, which is one of the hippogriffs from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Those skeletal griffins for a long time, Matt. I know people keep telling me they're not real. And I say, you have to believe. <laughs> so which part thing. of the hippogriff? Cause isn't it like the head of an Eagle and then it's got wings and then it's like a, a lion horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which part of it does it for you? Or is it the combination of all of it's, them? It's the cock. <laughs> <laughs> the meaty lion's <laughs> cock. <laughs> all right matt do you have another pitch for uh uh yeah okay so sergeant al powell you know everyone's favorite uh you know you know sort of a santa type physique i just think we should give him a through line where he's constantly saying uh sort of like you know in like clerks he's like i wasn't supposed to be here today and it's like a throw a through line it should be he should have a a, a through line where he's just like i gotta get home to give this thing to my kids and it's a gift that he has he's got he's and he's like i gotta give this gift to my maybe sort of like a, a bring in the jingle all the way universe in there and it's he's got the jingle all the way <laughs> toy and he's like i gotta yeah. bring this and then at the very end he gives it to john mcclain as a wow because john mcclain's gift from earlier the cheesecake melted got the cheesecake got destroyed and he's like hey man you take this and it's, so it's like it's like al powell who you know was so he was so focused on this toy being for him and he needed to get home to give it to his kid he gives it to john mcclain that's i love beautiful. it and then john and mcclain the immediately gives it to holly yeah <laughs> my other my other another idea i had was regarding al that instead of him shooting a kid he just got a kid the wrong present and he's equally (laughs) remorseful about that so maybe he got his son the wrong gift and that's like the thing that he's having a heart to heart with john mcclain about and then that ties into your idea of he found the perfect gift but he's willing to give that up for john mcclain and then ultimately disappoint his son again i think maybe Family life at home is pretty rough for Al, I think. Yeah. Right. He yeah. Because he was supposed to get the tickle me Elmo and instead he got the Elmo tickles you. <laughs> yeah. He tickled the guy that looked like Elmo. Yeah. So uh, he needs to get the right. Yeah. I like that. That's perfect. See, all of our ideas are coalescing. They're does. all coming together create to create one, the ultimate Christmas action movie. And I think I I think the last one too, Matt, this is something we talked about on text. We both came to the same idea here. So I think it's perfect to kind of close this out with this idea. Um, I I think Hans Gruber should be the literal Grinch. Yeah. Full Jim Carrey (laughs) costume. Still uh, uh, still Alan Rickman, but he's he's in the Grinch costume. Yeah, I think it only makes the most sense 
to make him from the metaphorical Grinch to the literal Grinch. And uh, I think that would really, uh, you know, then you could start making toys off, you know, the merch off this movie, you know, (laughs) you could make millions just off those. I think. Yeah. And then, you know, you could try different versions with the power of AI or maybe Ellis is the Grinch. Maybe Holly's the Grinch. Maybe, (laughs) you know, it could be like one of those choose your own adventure Netflix movies, but it's choose your own Grinch. Yeah. And it doesn't change anything about the movie except makes one of the characters the Grinch. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's (laughs) agent Johnson, special agent Grinch. Wow. Yeah, there can't be two Grinches. Yeah. <laughs> Just replace this one of yeah, them. <laughs> Johnson, still, one of them's still got to be Johnson. The other's the Grinch. I would you know? take, I'd pick the version where the security guard at the front who's watching the animated Grinch is the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. 20 bucks on that Grinch. Yeah, but he's got like uh, fake, he's got glasses on, so he's like Grinch incognito. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. I think we did it, guys. I think, I think we solved it. I think we, I don't think anyone could listen to this podcast and think that we didn't solve it. That we didn't save Christmas right now. We didn't save Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. (laughs) We, I mean, that's, I I liked, thanks for having me on this year. I think this was a good twist on this, um, on our annual tradition. And then I think the same time next year, we should just have a live screening of the new Die Hard that we have spent the next year filming. <laughs> mm. It's God a bless. date. God bless. God bless us, everyone. Yippee ki motherfuckers. <laughs> Yippee ki indeed. Listener, what do you think? Is this the perfect version of Die Hard? Let us know. <laughs> Nerdy430 at gmail.com. We will not be accepting any emails that say that this is not the perfect version. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us today. Matt, thank you as always for joining us. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Did anybody have anything you didn't get to pitch that you're sad you didn't get to pitch? Um, Oh, I was going to say we turn Argyle's uh, limousine into a sleigh. Oh, that's <laughs> and shit. and at the beginning of the movie, it sucks. But then at the end, when he saves Christmas and they're getting into it at the end, Santa flies over and waves his hand with some Christmas magic and it turns his sleigh magical and new. And then they just fly off into the night. Wow, that's that's beautiful. strong. That would have been good. Damn. Next year. <laughs>